chat already going, no, 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 you're an insider. Don't lie, Sim. You got the deeds. What do you, <laughs> you mean? You have the deeds, Sim. As evidence by the what? about the deeds, Sim. Oh, my God. If people have been listening on any of my content this week, this has been a week of me ranting about if you don't have the facts and evidence, shut that shit up. <laughs> There were often times when the Pathfinder would reflect on his journey. It usually would happen when they marched from place to place across Vera. It seemed a long time now that they had been adventuring together, and yet it all still felt so new. No matter what happened, they held unbreakable bonds with one another, something that would be tempered further over time. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Simorg. I'm joined today by returning Pathfinders. Let's welcome back Daedalus. Hello, everyone. Also, welcome back, Pasha. What's up, gamers? <laughs> By the way, Pasha, you're the next, I believe, emote being created for our Discord. Oh, hell yeah. One of the, one of the next. We got Half Tilt and you next that are coming up. And <laughs> and, and what's, what's really funny about that is uh, What's Up Gamers has always been like your, your catchphrase or whatever. Yeah. So I think we might be making, I think Alpha, Alfina might also be making like a bubble. And oh, yes. So we could be like a little Pasha emote in Discord and then be like, bloop, and here's like the little bubble next <laughs> or whatever. So. I'm so excited to see it. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did a great job on mine. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. We got a lot to talk about today. But before we dig in, we got to give a big shout out of the home of this podcast over at, where's that? AshesHQ.com, community curated website for Ashes of Creation. Also, a shout out to all the Imperial Flames who are the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Thank you so much for keeping the Flames this community bolstering greater week after week. Um, in typical fashion, I'm going to encourage everybody, if you haven't done it already, go to iTunes, give us a five-star review, leave us a comment. Show us some love. Help us bump up in the algorithm over there. You can catch it over at our pinned post on Twitter at Ashes Pathfinder. You'll see all of our links to places at the top there pinned. Um, also, you can call into 1-539-664-6801. Leave us a voice message to play on the show or shoot something to our Pathfinder grunt over at AshesPathfinders at gmail.com. You'll get it to us some point in time here in the near future. Also, if you'd like to support this podcast or any of the other, which is the other one I do, which is the LFM podcast on Thursdays, um, which Dayless has been hopping on here lately from time to time. It's pretty fun. Um, you can do that by checking out Patreon. Go over to patreon.com forward slash some org. Check out the details there. So catching up with the cast, we, we definitely have got some thoughts around the most recent developer live stream. For those of you that are here hanging out with us live, I'm going to go on ahead and drop the link to the article. That's done on Ashes HQ. We've been doing these for a few months now, and we're going to continue doing them um, as a resource for the community and also for ourselves here uh, around Ashes HQ or the Pathfinder podcast because it gives us really great talking points. This one was uh, had a helpful hand on this one from Skylark the Botanist, who has been helping to curate these articles. So I can get them to you quicker than I usually get them to you. So shout out to him for helping out with that. It helped with a very large portion of that, the majority of it actually. Um, I did a little bit of the formatting and uploading and posting it on the, the website, which was my part. It felt like a weight that was 
lifted. So I appreciate you, homie. Thank you so much for helping out with that. Okay. Now, we have a lot on this list, okay? Because there was a lot discussed uh, in this particular development development live stream. Um, but with that being said, I also felt that, and, and I'm going to ask you all for some of your takeaways here shortly, gentlemen. Um, it did feel to me, and this is no disrespect to the team, right? But it did feel to me that like a lot of the talking was sort of drawn out to fill, fill the show a bit. Um, I don't know if anybody else sort of felt that way. Um, that's like one part of me. The other part of me, though, is like I feel like we also got like a lot of details specific around animal husbandry that I felt like was a lot to take in. Long and short character creator we were all hoping to see, didn't see. Um, some of you are right in your predictions on that. You know me. I try to just wait and see what actually ends up happening in that regard. So there's that. But I'm going to actually – uh, maybe ask you to, uh, and to those of you who are watching, uh, or, you know, catching this on YouTube, definitely let us know your biggest highlights, um, the things that you thought stood out the most. Cause as always, we like to gather those thoughts and put those together over the course of the next month and sort of really, um, rally around the community sentiment and discussion points. So let's get the, the highlights. What were the big ones for you, gentlemen? Um, well, for me, I mean, I didn't think that the stream felt like drawn out, like at any portion. Mm -hmm. I think it was like a lot of different things they went into detail on, I think, which was good. I mean, it was a lot of information kind of packed in. So it took a while for me to kind of sort through it in my head and kind of had to go mm -hmm. rewatch and kind of read over the summary a bit more just to make sure I didn't miss something. But yeah. I think two, like the two big things for me is, definitely the race reveal was like a huge one. I mean, I lost my mind when I saw that uh, character art. I absolutely love it. And I was actually talking to a few folks in the community and I pretty much said, I've never had an MMO that I wanted to make a character of every race for. And that's including wow. Um, that, I, and, and, other than ashes and and mm. it's on track to be that mmo for me because every time they show something new i'm like man i would love to have a character that you know has that you know type of look so definitely i think the race reveal was huge for me mm -hmm. um you know the character arc continues to get better and better each time and then the other thing was holy shit how in depth did they go into for animal husbandry and how complex does that sound it sounds way more complex than i ever imagined and the fact that they specifically talked about they kind of want to put everything else on par with that i'm like wow that that seems pretty meaty um mm -hmm. like part of me is like that's really cool but another part of me is like a little anxiety is setting in because i'm like that a lot to try to do in an already pretty ambitious MMO. Um, and, uh, and I think those were like the two big ones for me. Uh, and, and I was really happy to see, uh, you know, a new face on the live stream mm -hmm. hearing from production. So I like the fact that they're bringing that in because it's a little more dynamic of a stream because of that. Absolutely. How about you, Pasha? Uh, what about me? What about me? What about me? Uh, three things for me are like my takeaways of the stream, um, the developer update that we got. The first one was the race reveal. That was 
awesome. They look the the well, they look fantastic. But can we just stop for a second and can we talk about how there's like no freaking way to pronounce the name of these elves? They pronounced it like five different ways. I always thought it was Pirai, like Pirai. I, I thought that was the way. And then Maggie was like Pirai. And then Steven was Pirae. And I'm just so confused. I don't like this one bit, but okay, I'm going to move on. Um, I'm still going to call them Pirai. I don't care. Um, they look absolutely gorgeous. Um, if you've seen Bosmers in ESO, yep. they're legit Bosmers on steroids. And in ESO, in Elder Scrolls Online, Bosmers, some of them have like horns, animal horns and antlers. Mm -hmm. But what I freaking love in Ashes of Creation is that they didn't go that way. Instead, they went with roots and branches which just brings them even, it just takes them deeper into the fact they're wood elves. They're basically becoming a part of the forest at this point. Mm. And I absolutely love this. They look gorgeous. And I'm just so excited to, uh, like to see the character creator, which brings me to the second part of my sandwich. It's... The fact that we got no character creator sneak peek, no character creator screenshot, no nothing of the character creator. And I know I keep saying for this game, I don't care if it takes longer because as long as it's a good product in the end, but please, I need a character creator something. I need to just see something and... Okay, the race reveals are really, really cool, but you can't build a whole stream about like all around the race reveals unless you want to talk about it, unless you make this this whole stream about them by talking about their story, by sharing more mm. screenshots of them, by sharing mechanics about the race and stuff like that. But they just showed us the Pirai, the Pirae, the Pirai. Here yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and they look they look great, but like you can't make a whole stream about just one screenshot that or well, two screenshots that you took of the Pyria. Pie pie. Uh, the pie pies and <laughs> the magpies. Magpies. So, <laughs> so like I was genuinely pissed. Well, not pissed, but I did a long sigh when they said like disclaimer wow. there's not gonna be any character creator today and i was so disappointed and then the next part the last part of my sandwich is <laughs> the the, the, the amount of detail yeah the, the, the oh, okay. sandwich um <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's uh like you said daedalus it's the uh Animal husbandry. I was I was uh, pleasantly surprised by the amount of detail that they had, but I was also kind of scared awake, kind of spooked by how much detail they're going into for that. And I think it's Maggie that brought up a good point. A good question was: we seem to be going in a lot of like in a lot in depth with this system. But there are also other professions. Uh, does that mean that this profession will be more in depth? 
And mm. Stephen said, like, mm, no, it wasn't a convincing no at all. Um, so I'm still convinced it's a yes that this game is in danger of being like 30% about animal husbandry. I feel like this game is about to be, in terms of content that they're promoting and animal husbandry is just an example, I feel like they're going for 180% of content in a game, which means that like they're aiming too high. They're aiming for too much. Like you can put the mm. basics in animal husbandry and they said that they want to push out contents after the game is released, you know? So like True. put the put the basics in and then a year later put like an expansion about animal husbandry or something like uh, that. Like evolve it deeper. Yeah, I feel like they're trying to do too much just for the start. So that's mm. kind of spooked me, but also I was like happily surprised by the amount of detail that we heard. So yeah, that's it. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in, guys. I'm out. Yeah, I had a, I knew, I had a feeling when, whenever you heard that part, you're gonna be like, like just over, just over, <laughs> trying to get through the rest of it. And and I wanna, I wanna go back to, I think the 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 way that I explained it about, uh, it was drawn out. I think actually the better way I reframed that when I talked about that with uh, some people here, um, was. Show versus tell. We talk about this a lot and like we talk about it a lot of like storytelling and stuff, but show versus tell. So like I think we get a lot of live streams where we get a lot of show and people we're, we're talking about all things we're seeing and all of that. And then we get ones where it's more of like a tell where we're talking a lot more. And this was definitely more of a tell. And I definitely noticed that a lot of there's I'm not going to say I can't say like the majority or the, the you know, minority or anything like that because I just, I just see what I see and it's my skewed perspective right as a human being and so I, I do notice that on the tell streams there doesn't seem to be as much like you know bolstering and like excitement it, it tends to feel a bit more fizzled and again I'm not saying that's a bad thing or a really a negative thing it's just something it's it's sort of like the peaks in the valleys you know, like the peaks seem to happen a lot when we have something that has a sense of maybe more being more tangible to people um, because we get to actually experience it. And, in, in, you know, the, the perspective of like seeing it versus just listening and hearing people talk about it. Although I will say I agree with Daedalus. It was good to see the executive producer on there uh, talking about his role. I did feel that he was quiet a little bit more of the stream. Um, after his yeah. his portion was, you know, of actual talking was there, I think I probably would have liked to maybe I'd seen him more engaged. Not that I, I don't think that he wasn't, you know, stoked about it or anything. I just think um, this was more of a tell stream than a, than a show. Um, I am a bit bummed about the character creator. Um, although I did notice I was talking about it this week and people were like, you know, if they if they don't, I think I can't remember who said it. Someone was in my chat. Uh three, four days ago or something. And they said, you know, if, if we don't see the character created, that's sort of a fail. And I'm like, well, I don't think it's a fail because they didn't promise us that. They they actually prefaced last time saying we're planning on, but, and there was a but, but, we, you know, but, the, you know, it's subject to change. It's unfortunate we didn't get to see something. Um, I don't know. I, I do have some of the same, I think concerns that I think other people are sharing right now. And I'm, and I'm not saying this is a 
reason to be worried. It's just me as a human being as, you know, I don't work for Intrepid, right? I don't work there. I don't have insider information about where they're actually at, how the world's put together, how much is done, what is done. I don't have that information. So I'm just like all of you, we're all here, regardless of like backer level and what you sit in on or you don't sit in on or what you're privy to or not. Unless you work for Intrepid, you don't actually know really where they're at, I don't think. Um, and anybody that claims they do, I think would probably be stretching the truth a bit. So with that being said, I think my concern, <laughs> get that. I got two people in chat already going, no, 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 you're an insider. Don't lie to him. You got the deeds. <laughs> what do you, <laughs> you mean? You do have the deeds, Tim. As you evidence by what? about the deeds, Tim. <laughs> oh my God, if people have been listening on any of my content this week, this has been a week of me ranting about if you don't have the facts and evidence, shut that shit up. <laughs> okay, but I will say this, okay? I, it does concern me a bit. Um, and again, I don't, I still have my perspectives of like, you know, summer being alpha one at, at alpha two at the earliest that we actually get to see it at the earliest, but seeing stuff like this, it was, it was a very big discussion about the animal husbandry system. And I agree. It sounds that the scope from my perspective, based on what I heard is a lot more evolved than I maybe even expected it to be when he said, for example, and this was the thing that stood out the most for me because I kind of cringed a bit when I heard this again, not bad. And I'll explain the cringe reason reasoning here. When he said, you won't ever see another animal, two animals, the same in Vera. That seems like a really hard, like a really high bar to set. Like, cause you know, some people are going to make that a thing. You're telling me not, two different people on you know one person on server a and one person on server z or something aren't gonna possibly be able to come up with the same combination ever like you won't ever have the same combination that seems almost impossible to me especially in a game i'm not saying they can't do it it's i'm sure it's possible but that seems like such a high bar to set and that's why i cringe because if it's if that happens great but it, that's like arc even, right? Like an arc, that is like, we talked about this before we started the show today. And Pasha was like saying, I think you said 30% if I'm not wrong, right? Yeah, I said 30%. And I even said for arc, for arc, if you haven't played that game, it's a really good example of animal husbandry and taming, in my opinion. It's to me, I even told Pasha, I like feel that's 50 easy of the game for the majority of people who play. Um Granted, there are, you know, like raids and things like that you can do and big, you know, creatures and alphas you can kill in the They're world. Minor. It's minor compared to it. Yeah. Even like building. Sure. It's an uh, it's a pretty significant part of the game. But when I think about what people are doing with the most of their time, I feel like the majority are out there taming, breeding and seeing what combinations they come out with. And a lot of those are pretty much. You get a lot of them that like are very much the same, almost identical, if not identical sometimes, or at least that's been my experience. And I'm not like one of the diehards, but even I've had that happen. So when I hear that, I'm like to be maybe more developed than Ark when that's like a very large part of their game. That seems like such a such a massive, expansive system to have right out the gate. And I think that piggies off of your point, which is. Maybe it would be better to just give us something rudimentary and, 
you know, sort of foundational to start with and then maybe expand upon that later. Um, because I hear that and I, I do worry a bit. Like I'm, I, I give constructive criticism and I have a lot of faith in them and all that, but I, I, you know, got to give you a real talk here. Hearing that kind of depth right out the gate does concern me a bit for the launch time. And, and I'm willing to wait, don't get me wrong, but I don't really want to wait 10 years either. Mm-hmm. And we're what? We're working on five-ish years or something now? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Seven-ish. If we got to about seven-ish years in the game launch, I'd feel pretty good about it. Anything beyond that, I'd, I'd be a little worried that there were potentially too many delays or things that got in the way. Yeah. That's just and, my perspective. And for those watching, like it, yeah. Sim is saying that because an MMORPG in general takes five to seven years yes. to, of development. And that's yeah. with a good team. And apparently Intrepid Studios has a really good team working on it. So usually a AAA studio will pump one out in about five years and a smaller studio, maybe seven years. More than that, you're cr- slowly creeping into Star Citizen territory. Yeah. And it gets increasingly weird and kind of sketchy and i'm not saying that ash's creation and Tripping oh. studios are sketchy at all i don't a lot of people complain that ash's creation is basically star citizen and yeah. i am not one of those people absolutely i call absolute bullshit on and same but still we're trying to we're hoping for five to seven years and the thing is is that like they've shown that they listen to player feedback um, for this game, they, it's not the first time that they change something along the way because of the, the feedback from the community. But I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I, f- I feel like the majority of the population in the community of Ashes Creation is not that excited about Ashes Creation because of animal husbandry. Like, we all think this is a really cool system. It's really dope. But I'm, I'm not basing on facts or studies or census or anything like that. <laughs> but I'm ready to bet that it's not... Like, if, if this system turns out to be, like, 40% of the game, I'm ready to bet that it's not 40% of the community that's hoping that this game will be this focused on animal husbandry. So I'm just hoping that this system is not going to make the game come out later than it should just because they really want to put that much detail into it. Like I said, like they can put the basics at first and then listen to the feedback from the players. Like we want more, like this system is so dope. We want more about this. Then you put more, you listen to the community and you deliver based on their demand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I think I'll oh, go on a day list. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Just a few points, like maybe like the way I'm thinking. And and there's I think we're we're making some assumptions here, which is like, you know, and there's speculation, right? That's that's what we do. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and like personally, I, I think we're we got introduced to a pretty complex system. We don't know how far along Intrepid is in development of that system. Um, we also don't know how much of that system is going to be there and available at launch mm, as true. well. So definitely, like, I'm tempering my expectations to say, just like, for example, 
you know, the world, right? I'm not expecting like everything that we can think of that Steven thinks is cool and eventually wants to put in the game is going to be there at launch. Otherwise, they would have mm. no content to introduce over time, right? We wouldn't be able right. to discover new things later as, you know, the game progresses. But I do think, and I think the other thing to consider too is at least the MMOs that I have played that are mainstream today don't necessarily have a place for true dedicated i only do crafting crafters yeah right there have been games in the past that have done that that have supported that i mean i could think of maybe one off the top of my head Mm because as i was doing some research recently star wars galaxies was like that but you could be a true crafter you might need to hire somebody to help you get like certain materials but you could ultimately do nothing but crafting all the time so I kind of see that as maybe a theme that they're going for is that if I wanted to be like a full time, you know, animal husbandry profession person, I could do that. I might have, you know, I might have paths where I need to specialize. So making those really, truly spectacular things I can do with this profession to a limited number of people that are dedicated to do so. Uh, so. I kind of see this as maybe that and kind of that's the way they're approaching it is if you want something to be truly spectacular, kind of at an end state, like a master profession, you're going to need to have some level of depth. And I don't mean this in a bad way, but to throttle people to not having those really super rare things not be rare anymore at some point. Right. They yeah. might be, but it might take a hell of a lot longer than it might take say in a game like wow or eso or something like that right generally right the rare really truly rare items aren't really truly rare for long because everybody ends up farming them or wanting them and so on so i kind of see this as maybe an indicative of how they're approaching the design i can't say for sure it's only speculation but that's the only thing that i would say is tempering my anxiety with this is is maybe this is like looking at the end state vision versus what the vision is for launch and how it will evolve over time. Yeah. Maybe um, you're right. Maybe you're absolutely right. Daedalus and they're just, they're just telling us what they want eventually to be in the game. And it's not what's going to be necessarily at launch in the game, but yeah, like there, I, I just want to go back. I would just, I, I just want to like link that, that thought to what you said, Sim, um, about show and tell. And back when this game was in Kickstarter and we were having streams very regularly um, to talk about the game, it was all Mm. about tell. It was all about tell, nothing about show because it had nothing to show. And that's normal. They weren't in the phase where they were able to show stuff. We only basically had a trailer made with free off the market assets that you get in the unreal uh unreal market and that was fine because we got the basic you know the basic mechanics that they wanted to put in the game um in that trailer and like it hooked us and we we saw mm-hmm. that world and we we're like we love that vision we know it's not going to be the same product in the end but we see the vision in that trailer and that was very well done especially like nodes one the 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 first video they did right like nothing to show there it was just basically you know a a map with some animation but it was so well made um but i feel like at this point in time 
there needs to be more show, not necessarily less tell, but there needs to be more show. Mm. They need to show us more stuff. And I, I'm not a developer. I don't work in that field at all. You know, I work like, you, you know what I do for a living and that's yeah. not what I do for a living. But I still feel like five years in the making, we should be closer to uh, not necessarily a finished MMO, but we should be we should be getting getting a lot more footage and a lot mm-hmm. more visual proof, visual evidence of the game uh, of the game's systems at least. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. that not seeing enough now in the in the the dev um, the dev streams means that the game is going to come out later. It just to me is kind of it just kind of makes them lackluster because the entire MMO community has their eyes on this game right now and they've had their eyes on this game for a while now and I feel like we need to see more of the game itself I'm hoping we're going to see more in in um Alpha 2 we are going to see more in Alpha 2 but I just hope that we're going to see more changes between Alpha 1 and Alpha 2 that are really going to show people that, you know, this game is closer to finish. Yeah, so... I think that's a oh, real... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Sam. Oh, no, no. Go ahead and finish your thought on this topic real quick, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I definitely agree with you there. I'm a very visual person. I want to see CC. Uh, my only concern is, and and I don't think this is unfounded, but there is a lot of competition mm. in the market. And I think the more the team reveals early on, that might be a deciding factor. Is like how much do we want to reveal that could either be a spoilers or b feeding our competition so that they could, you know, put together a really like soulless, hollowless copy of what we're doing before it comes out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And right. The market. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But again, right? I- I'm there with you. I want to see more. I think it is time. And the way I see Alpha 2 shaping up and the way they talk about it on the stream is it's going to be way more than I honestly even expect to see in an Alpha, which is interesting. I kind of felt like the pre-Alpha was Alpha 1. Right. Um, And the actual Alpha feels more like you know, 75 or 50 to 75% beta because they're talking about like, you know, the UIs around crafting that they're putting in and they're going to, you're going to start seeing all the professions and it's a much larger environment, mm. et cetera. So it feels a lot more expanded than I would expect. But the bottom line is you're mm. absolutely right. Seeing will help us help it resonate more for us than telling us how cool things are. I think that was also a common theme from Sim and I in our podcast, kind of when that darker period that we had is like, you know, man, we still believe in you guys, but give us something. Give us something a little more tangible. Guys, please. Yeah. 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 I mean, we have, we have stuff to talk about, but there's, there's, it's, it's not necessarily as balanced with the visual side of it. Like as we talk about systems, right? Yeah. Obviously, the character art, the environmental art, and the level of detail they're going into with all these the races, etc. That's happening, and we're seeing that. And mm. I get it. I mean, we're seeing a lot of concept art. 
we're seeing like concept to actual mm-hmm. in the world. So that part of it is on, you know, is definitely there's a pipeline there that's working. Um, now it's as we're talking about systems and start seeing them. And and I agree. Well, I would say, I, you know, my disappointment was there with the, the character creator not happening this month. But that's I think that's exactly where you're touching on, Pasha, is that seeing that would have given us eyes into a system that they yeah. have. Um, and not having it, it's like, mm, feels bad, right? I mean, it's still potentially on track for next month, so fingers crossed. Um, you know, we'll see that. But, uh, but yeah, I, I just, I, I think there's just a lot of factors here. It's hard to predict, but I agree with you. I mean, I, from a time perspective, I don't want to see this be like, you know, a 10-year mission, right? Um, I mean, it's, I would say comparing to Star Citizen, there's definitely like, a difference in terms of their approach to monetization, right? We're not seeing <laughs> sure. like oh, yeah. the $10,000 mounts that somebody yeah. in chat said, right? Yeah. <laughs> if that goes up there, I, you know, I might cry a little on the inside. Cause I mean, I, I love the work that they do. I definitely spend time like investing in things that, you know, are, you know, are really resonate. But if there was something that was really cool that had that kind of a price tag, it it would definitely be a dissatisfier. I mean, not that I ever think that they would do that, but still, um, mm-hmm. it is definitely something where I'll see an article every now and then about Star Citizen and see, oh, here's another ten thousand dollars ship that starts in. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Mm-hmm. I mean, really? Just release the game already. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It can hold about two hundred and fifty players. I'm like, I don't even have like. 25 friends my guy know, <laughs> <laughs> right man yeah just imagine getting on a ship and being like yeah i'll, I'll see you in 10 minutes get from one end yeah. of the ship to the other <laughs> man you know uh this is a this is a point in the podcast where if uh, i was sponsored by a product and or company i'd probably be pitching you something right now but since we're not this is when i'm actually just going to promote something else if you like game development discussions right you like anything about geek culture you're you're losing your shit about stuff going on with uh the gaming industry video games geek culture any of that stuff nerding out about it join us thursday it's 5 p.m um for the lfm podcast it's also here it also has its own domain stuff and things you see uh some of the pathfinders jump on there from time to time also if you're looking for a guild community-based guild and you're part of this community meaning you're here for the podcast you're part of the ashes fam you're you're around you know this is your your people your homies or whatever and you want to be part of a guild moving into ashes in the future or building a core join knights of the phoenix you can hit me up in discord uh, to get more information about that um also i'm going to backtrack a bit and hit on a few things uh related to the uh, developer live stream that we did hit on as we continue to then talk more about some of the things they showed and told us. So community reminders. Some of those things included that in March, uh, March 9th specifically, um, they'll be swapping cosmetics if you are interested in those or you do want to get your hands on the ones that have been there recently. Um, if you're not sure what they are, check out some of our earlier podcasts for the month of February because we did outline those. You can also go over to ashesofcreation.com and check out that via their news, po- uh, news post or store and or store. Also forums. Um one other thing was that the content pr- creator program clearly is still open. They're taking uh, applications, but they're not processing them yet. Um, talking about studio, 
This is a, a I've got a lengthy amount of bullet points here, but they'll go pretty quick. I'm not going to hit on anything related to the character creator, but if you uh, are listening to us right now, um, you can, uh, yeah, you can actually go uh, check it out via the link posted and follow along with the development develop, development live stream bullet points that we're actually going to be going over here. So Steven stated they actually hired another 11 to 12 additional new employees. So that's actually pretty significant because we got like, I forget how many it was last month. I'd have to go check the last article, but we got to be roughly around 20-ish people in two months as they started off the year. So for the sake of conversation, they I'd have to go look at how many they wanted to hire for the year, but that's a pretty good chunk of how many they wanted to hire for the year. Um, and I'll pull that up to find out the exact amount that they, they actually uh, presented to us previously. But Roughly 20 people in two months, man. Um, and I'm going to go back and do the math here in a, sh in a second, but pretty good. They did talk about engineering being wor uh, working on uh, the features that are going to be set for Alpha 2. They did say network side of the character customization and backend. So I'm not sure exactly what that is specifically outside of character creator when they talk about backend. Um, they said they were talking about the roadmap for Alpha 2, um, looking into navigational tools. Um, so he said navigational tools, but he didn't really specify what that meant. So I think that's something I would have wanted to hear a little bit more description around. Um, did talk a lot about the work on the biomes and um, the playable area in Alpha 2. So that was an important one too. Now, clearly there are some other ones uh, here that you can read through um, as we're talking about moving into like production, design, engineering, et cetera. Um, but with that being said, I'm going to switch over the visuals. If we look at some of the creatures they showed, let's look at some of the landscapes. So speaking of biomes, they did this zooming in that I'm going to pause on. They zoomed into the Riverlands area, which is on the world map that they've shared previously. You can also... I, uh, see that over on Ashes HQ, I believe under world. So if you type exclamation world in chat, that'll give you the link. Look at the full image of that. But when I look at this, they, they did a zoom in on the specific area of the map. Now these look like placeholder, at least from my perspective, placeholder uh, titles for their areas. Mm -hmm. Right? Because I see like Badlands up there and desert, whatever to the right. And then you got the Riverlands area. So on the Riverlands area, I thought this was a really good, I, I actually kind of wish they maybe would do this a little more moving forward. Because they remember when they gave us those really awesome shots of like lava, really awesome shots of like the Dunier terrain where you had like these epic, uh, like, you know, towering like uh, Dunier or Dwarven um, uh, like statues or whatever. And they were very Titanic. Uh, compared yeah. to landscape and you have like these uh walkways of stone from like mountain area to mountain area or whatever i think it would have been really cool in hindsight to have seen that back then like this and the reason i say that's because as i let this continue through you're gonna see a lot of really great uh you know concept art for the the area in the riverlands and those freaking art images were stellar they were beautiful what did you all think about that artwork when you saw it? Because I was just like, damn, dude. Yeah, well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> they, I, I think Daedalus liked it. <laughs> man. Yeah. Give um, me some pirate, man. Pyria? Uh, <laughs> some Pyria? What? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, they did a really great job of uh, the concept yeah. stuff we saw back around Alpha it looks 1. really good. Yeah, it, it was looks, like... 
fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I'm super and stoked. Just for for the map though, um, two things about. Well, I'm gonna start with the map. I'm loving the fact that they're like zooming on the map and then they show us kind of, you know, concept art and illustrations of what this area is going to look like. I absolutely love it. The the thing is, is that why haven't they made an actual map yet? You're going to tell me, oh, they do have an actual map no. of, uh, of Vera, but it's not. It's yeah. incarnate. It's You literally go on a website called incarnate with a K, yep. and, you, and this is the tool they used for the map. Mm-hmm. Or Inkscape. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's great, but a lot is, of them. is it gaming studio, gaming development studio worthy? Not really. It's good for a D&D campaign you do with your homies. Right. So... Yeah, um, I'm just wondering where they're gonna when they're gonna do an actual map. But yeah, dude, these 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 landscape pictures that they're that they that they've shown look fantastic. It's kind of reminiscent of, for me, kind of reminiscent of a mix of like Lord of the Rings and Valheim for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I can get those vibes. Yeah, I'm getting those vibes. I don't know why, like these plains, like these. Along with these like majestic kind of like CD in the back and these ruins and like you can see uh, on your stream right now, um, you can see like mm-hmm. this mountain in the back with like floaty rocks over it, like as if like it blew up and like it still levitates to it like thousands of years later. It's fantastic. And uh, the Shaded Leaf, they have released a full map of the world yet. Yeah, uh, yeah they have. They yeah. have. And, and and it looks like a great it looks like a great world to build upon. It's just that like we haven't gotten like an in in house made map. That's my only gripe. And the only th- and the other thing, it's kind of like in the same sense that like it's this game has been in development for so long so long, and we have an incarnate map. Have you realized that we still haven't seen a goddamn weapon? Not in a while. Like, not in a long we time. Have now. We have all like so in uh, Ash's Creation Apocalypse, we had all these armors that I hated that were like basically spandex suits, and I it just wasn't the types of the types of armor that I wanted to wear. And Stephen himself said during during uh, a development update, he said mm-hmm. that like this is armor from old Vera, not the armor that we're gonna necessarily get right off the bat in the game it's going to be closer to your typical medieval kind of high fantasy setting armor that we're going to get yeah but we still have the same goddamn weapons the same weapons that like it's a sword with basically a hilt the size of a city that's just like so bulky and ornate and then a blade that goes in like a million directions and i'm just like can i just get a regular broadsword yeah for I mean, my pie pie i guess like technically we've seen like a few but they were probably being held by like the dunier when remember we got that last last one last month like the dunier in armor or whatever i think there was like yeah but axe, like you know but it was stills they were it was. stills it, yeah it's always a still that's and, still minimal compared to like you know when you like yeah and same for like the the spears that we saw in the concept arts for the cosm the monthly mm-hmm. cosmetics yeah they look good but in every single f- piece of footage that we see or every time we get to play the game, 
it's always the same wonky weapons that we see. But they have shown us in the past the rendered models of weapons that mm. we are going to be using, True. that we're going to be seeing on the ground during sieges. But then we see a trailer for sieges and they're using the the bizarre weapons. And I'm... True. I don't know, yeah. it's annoying. Well, yeah, you know, I, I do think about like uh, other games when they've released or whatever. Like I, I think back to like the Elder Scrolls Online um, as a reference point because it was yeah, it's like the that was like the only like one of the only other more recent games where I like was in part of the early development. And they had like a bunch of these and they actually do it currently from time to time when new uh, patches and things that are coming out. Not consistently, but they do it sometimes and they'll have like this like, you know essentially like an image and it's got like all the different armor like types and like on you know and then weapons laid out and shields and all that stuff it'd be cool to see something like that as we're like moving forward and then like actually see those rendered like with a character holding it yeah yeah that's something i feel like in comparison to a lot of the other things that we don't really have a whole lot of reference for since APOC and, and APOC's not really supposed to count for this. So no, APOC doesn't yeah. really count. It doesn't even count as, you know, content. Yeah. It's, it was just to test the back end of things. Mm-hmm. God, I'm still looking at these landscape pictures. They look so good. So good, right? <laughs> I'm at the part in the marshes. Oh uh-huh. my lord. Yeah, it's trippy, man. Then they like the Pire or Pirai or Pirai or Perry. You see what happens? Yeah, anyway, <laughs> it's okay. We're <laughs> just having a good time effing around, man. But yeah, these concepts are really great. P-Ray. Sorry, I saw that in chat. ABV is a thing. Or the version for the win. Um, design. All right, and we got some... We did get a few, like, right now we're seeing on the screen. Like, we had this, like, uh, you know... Some, the Valoon yeah, stuff. Yeah, Valoon stuff. So we're going to see a few a assets. Rickshaw. Yeah, a little rickshaw. <laughs> So we're getting to see some stuff, but um, we didn't see a lot of assets. We, it's good that we're starting to see more of like another race now. Um, but overall, they were talking about production, right? Talking about wanting to be at the forefront of visibility and communication by ensuring issues are addressed proactively. Um, it seems that QA and being at the forefront of really addressing um, things is really important to them. Uh, and, and I think that's great. Um, I definitely do. Uh, believe that we were seeing more and more of that take on development as we were in alpha one um granted you know i think it was like them iterating upon things and really trying to develop a, a bit of a pipeline in regard to how information was collected gathered and then how they took that acted upon that and and really implemented changes on the fly um it was good to see that from a you know production um standpoint and everything um but it is, does does seem like we're going to need to see how that all actually looks when we get to testing um although i will say when we go from alpha zero to apoc to where they're at they were at in alpha one it was leaps and bounds of of improvement so i've got to give them credit where credit's definitely due um yeah i still got hopes this game mm-hmm. they, they they still they're still they still got me hoping not hyping but hoping mm-hmm yeah, they had some discussion in design and engineering. And I'm, I paused on these mossy rocks because I'm a fan of moss and rocks in combination. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too. It's the of, small details, right? It is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you go look at, like, anybody who's, like, a Tolkien fan and you go back and look at, like, the Silmarillion and look at the guy that did the uh, art 
that was in some of those uh, books later. Uh, it was really cool because, like, you know, back like the home of the, the Valar and stuff, the back in the time of the, you know, the the tower with the lamps, the giant lamps they had or whatever. There was some uh, concept art from back then um, that was done, and there was like tons of moss around. And I'm a huge fan, you know, even to like real life stuff, like mossy rocks, moss waterfalls and streams those are my that's my jam um <laughs> so i saw this and there was that like you know part of me that was like oh look uh. <laughs> so that that happened a little bit people are just like they're just fucking rocks dude i'm like you chill you go you you nerd about your things i nerd out about mine okay <laughs> so i saw that well, and i was I, like oof nice. i feel that man they're showing moss and you're nerding out like once they show me the chat system and i know what i can do and emote in chat you're <laughs> gonna see me fangirling about all the other <laughs> you're like oh i'm so good i poured oh, slash <laughs> yeah, so that was that was really cool. See, so we got a few bits of like you know terrain assets and then props and things of that nature. Again, some more of the Veluna banners and things like that. The concepts for the zones, for the terrain, though, for the environment, like the the thing that I'm very hopeful about is that we've seen how they've taken those concepts and they've gone to you know creation of the actual world and how closely similar they really truly mm-hmm. are. Um. But I know Horrendous was in chat earlier here and said, like, how long is it going to take, though, to go from concept to, you know, actual application in the world? That's a good question. I don't know. I guess that's something that would actually be good to maybe see a little bit of maybe tech talk around or even development talk around. Um, I definitely do enjoy those specific things. But they talked about design and engineering, man. Um, Talking about the animal husbandry system yet again, uh, the working about, I mean, he, he even like mentioned things like genetic traits. I mean, this was just such a. Then windows of opportunity after mm-hmm. birth for stats based on genetic. Tra- I don't, I don't know, man. It's great. It's so cool. It gives so much to the people who are excited about this i'm not but still like if he had spent that much time talking about rp opportunities or the character creator itself it would have been me that would have been super excited so i can see that people would be really hyped about animal husbandry based on what they did um last time and I'm, but the thing that I'm most happy about is the fact that Maggie, well, doesn't stop him, but at the end was like, like, can you just say a few words for the people excited in other other professions that like this is not going to be more in depth than the other ones? I remember that? Mm-hmm. I was like, that's a great question. I'm like, yeah, that's the only question I'm, I'm asking myself, <laughs> my guy. <laughs> Yeah, and so I mean, he even he even shared that Alpha Two will include a rollout of the animal husbandry system. So, man, you know, when I think about, I guess I I think I am gonna reflect on what Pasha is like saying a little more show, a little less tell. Mm-hmm. Um, I I and I say this with complete respect for time and understanding that sometimes you can't squeeze things in to present them for live stream. I don't know how much time goes into them preparing for these things. Right. I imagine it's gotta be, you know, somewhat significant. Um, I don't know how many people are involved or how much has to get done. So I completely 
I want to say this, I want to preface what I'm saying with, I am very understanding and respectful of time and, and that maybe from, from my perspective or even our perspective, this could be a little bit tougher to act upon. Um, but I'm still going to resonate with, I think that other people are also sharing. And that is that, um, I, I think that if we're talking about there being a system like this in Alpha 2 and all of the other professions, these artisan classes that are going to exist, which there are a good number of, it's usually, I don't want to make a direct comparison. It always seems like good practice to showcase some, even if it's a rudimentary framework for these professions or artisan classes it usually seems like best practice to showcase that in some regard prior to we getting to use use that in alpha 2 right so with that being said here's my big posing thought uh, and that is let's say okay how long it makes one wonder how long alpha two is until it's going to be till we get to alpha two and whether or not they're going to be able to in, include and fit all of these different things in prior to that point. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we talked about news posts and we talked about out- outlines of articles going to be starting this year. We haven't really seen any of those yet either. No. Um, so my reference point, again, this is constructive criticism is that, it's great to hear all this stuff. I think that we've been, we have been encouraged and I don't think it's an unrealistic expectation at this point. And correct me if I'm wrong community. Okay. If you feel like maybe I'm reaching a little bit here, feel free to tell me and guide me back. Okay. Um, but we heard a lot last year about how they were getting ready to, and in the next year we were going to have a lot of opportunity for articles outlining things related to um, character creation, customization, um, maybe nodes, maybe the different social uh, structures. A lot of the things that would be in Alpha Two. We're two months in now into the year 2022, and while I do respect time and understand all that, I am finding that I'm asking myself. And sort of posing a question, which is two parts. One, why aren't we seeing that yet with two months into the year? And two, with as many systems as are going to be in Alpha 2, um, if we're not starting to showcase this stuff already, should we also then potentially expect Alpha 2 to be further out than maybe a lot of people are hoping? I mean, do you think Unreal 5 has anything to do with us not seeing something yet? I, I, I mean, I've asked myself that question, too. I am just posing the thought because it's real talk. I genuinely am curious if, mm-hmm. if, if maybe there's like a bit more of a delay going on here related to the transition. They said they got everybody onboarded into, into the new Unreal Engine. So it sounds like the, the artists and the developers are working out of it now as of last month, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Are you genuinely asking the question? Because uh, we all believe here that you have insider information, Sim. <laughs> yes, I'm genuinely asking he probably, the question. If he does, he probably <laughs> ninjaed it, bro. Yeah, okay. I think he did. Unbelievable. Wow. I thought without half tilt here, I'd get 10, No, I, just, I felt like half tilt whispering in my ear, and I'm like, I just have to say something. <laughs> 
Unbelievable. Yeah, I just got a, I just got a uh, message from him. <laughs> he was like, you got to tell him. You realize he's going to be so proud of you all when he hears about this. He's going to oh, feel yeah, so happy. <laughs> he's going to be like inside a warm, fuzzy feeling. Oh, <laughs> Sim got God by someone else on the podcast. Yay. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. When's the last creator's uh, uh, creative mm. director's letter? End of the year, right? Wasn't it in like the fall ish? Yeah. Fall, November, yes, October. It was November. a while ago. And when are we supposed to get them? Aren't mm. we supposed to get them like every quarterly? I thought quarterly, like so like every three months. Yeah, quarterly. Mm. Yeah. So one should be coming up though next month. <laughs> yeah. The, the the word is should. Yeah. Mm. I mean, <laughs> I qualify that because obviously, you know. <laughs> They qualify it. It's like we we're trying to release them, and and I mean I think that's you know in their interest to you know uh, communicate it like that because obviously they've been burned in the past where they've you know Stephen <laughs> especially has been really excited about something. He's like, hey, this is happening, right? Yeah. But then they have to push it out, and that's going to happen, right? Because unthing unplanned things happen. Hold on, as well. All right, we got a creative creative director's letter posted on their website. So I'm, I think it's important to differentiate between creative director's letter versus development update. Yeah. Cause the mm-hmm. development update is basically just the live stream. Yeah. It's yep. like a monthly, you get a monthly email, you get your monthly live stream, you get the news yeah. post. Um, we have a creative director's letter from April 14th, 2021 last year. I'm going up and I'm looking for creators, creative director's letter. Did we not get one at the end of last year? Am I wrong? I feel like we did, but I don't see it. I do not see it, homies. So that might be something to look into. It's it's a fair point. It is a fair point, a discussion yeah. point. So mm. what I'm trying to say here is that mm. we're not getting we we haven't been getting a lot of stuff lately. We've been getting um. The stuff that we've been getting has been really good. So, mm-hmm. like the race reveals, we've got two race reveals um, recently. We've got screenshots of the of the races that we had already seen, but you know, revamped. And when I saw that, like Todd Howard human, I was really, <laughs> I was genuinely excited because he didn't look as dead inside as the as the past humans we had seen. With like the blurry eyes. Like I'm really, really happy with what we've been getting. But what I'm trying to say is that people are hoping we're going to get Alpha 2 very soon. And they got to, they got to, you know, Mm. check their and check their hopes. Because I don't think we're going to get it soon. I think it's going to get delayed. I don't know. I'm not the one who has insider information here, but... Unbelievable. I do believe I'm speculating that it's going to get delayed because as like like Steven put it, most of the like a lot of their stuff is, and I quote, in the oven. So I think they're still building a lot of stuff and they're closer to they're getting close to releasing a lot of stuff and having it ready for Alpha 2, but I don't think it's there yet because we would have seen it in the developer updates. And we haven't been getting we haven't been getting a lot of show. We've been getting a lot of tell lately. Mm. So I, are they preparing yeah. for a big show? I don't know. I don't think so. 
So to, in fairness, I'm looking in two places just to confirm here. Okay. I'm doing a little bit of research while we've been chatting and yeah. I, I hear where you're coming from. So let's real talk here for a moment. Okay. And I think a little bit of accountability uh, might be, might be important here. So this might be a little bit of constructive criticism coming from you, the, the pathfinders today. Okay. When we, we look at accountability, right. Talking about delivering consistent quarterly updates, both on their website via news posts and via my own email looking for creative director letters. I see January 8th of 2021 and I see April 14th of 2021. I do not see anything beyond that. So I am understanding that we had alpha one in the summer, but I'm not seeing a creative director's letter coming up since April. Yeah. So same here. Either way. I just looked. And the last time we had any kind of, an article out outlining anything specific on then, you know, related to, uh, I mean, I'm like sitting here going through looking at there. We have the last one, which was bulwark of the battlefield tank alpha one preview. So we have previews on news. So when we look at like articles that are curated specifically to showcase something outside of either developer live stream, community events, or any of those types of things, I'm going back and I am looking, we had like the stuff related to, um, uh, you know, like the events like Glorious Gord stuff. We had stuff related to AMAs. We had stuff related to um, just little little things here and there. But I'm going back, even back into 2020 at this point. And the last thing I've got as I'm going back that is <laughs> not specific to alpha environment or anything would be, unless I'm wrong, I could have potentially scrolled past. It's March 3rd, 2020. A tell of uh, tell tell of scales the scale runner creation of the scale runner. That was the last time we had anything showcasing like a creation of like a creature or yeah. anything like that. And if you go back before that, you've got the hungry uh, quadruped, which is talking about you know you get the bear burden. So you had creature stuff back then. You had the cursed charger. You had um, things related to APOC, right? Hotfix stuff. But since then, we haven't really had anything really, uh, yeah. Substance. Not, yeah. That's not really like it's an article to showcase A, B, or C. So yeah. we've been hearing that Margaret's been talking about preparing those for quite a while now. It keeps coming up. It keeps being brought up for six months or so now. But we're not there yet, and we're into 2022, and we're two months in. And I'm, I got to pose the question to Intrepid if they if they're hearing this, and it's like, well, when are we going to get there? Because, um, I think if we're talking about doing more of this leading up to Alpha Two, one's got to wonder if we're not even doing that yet. Are we? It's hard not to wonder, right? We're, I feel like we're kind of in, kind of walking around with more and more questions coming up, and not a lot of answers to them at this point. So in fairness, I, I think it is important to maybe really get some tangible answers that are concrete for people on some of these things related to the news posts and outlines of articles, um, the creative director's letters, and uh, just kind of like even some loose uh, guiding posts to lead us from here to Alpha 2, meaning maybe we're not going, you know, maybe we're maybe we don't have a tangible date for alpha two. And I completely understand that. However, and, and to, to reference the point, we're making it seem like it's vaporware. It's not my reference at all. Cause it's not <laughs> vapor. Vaporware 
you know, facts, right? It, it, vaporware would be like it doesn't exist, and there's complete tangible evidence to support this game through its development, right? We're just talking about a stretch of, yeah, we keep asking where it's everything, but that's a very ambiguous statement. Like, that's very vague, and that's not not what I'm saying specifically. I'm outlining specific things that that have sort of come off the radar as opposed to where is everything. That's a very different uh, sentiment. Yeah. So I think the distinction, Oh, go ahead. ahead, No, no, you go ahead. Daedalus. I just one one point. I think the distinction there is we're calling out accountability for communication, um, consistency versus development progress, right? We're seeing development progress. Mm -hmm. What we're not seeing is consistency in the communication that was committed to. Yes. Right. Yeah. And there may be legitimate reasons behind it, but we don't know what those reasons are. We're just told, hey, we're working on this. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because in Alpha Alpha Zero, um, the game was really far from where it was. Or in Apocalypse, it was really far from where it was in Alpha One. Uh, oh, in yeah. Alpha One, it was a completely different beast. And just so we're clear here. <laughs> The game is not vaporware because we've tested the game. Yeah, we've been in it. Yeah. We've, we've been in it. It exists. It's not to the point where it it is where it should be, mm. but it does exist. And you can see in the game that we tested, we can see the fact that it took so long. Yeah. We're, we're seeing the years of work that they're putting in it. But, but what we're saying is that there's a lack of communication because between Alpha Zero and Alpha One, we had little communication and we had little show. It was still a lot more tell than the show. And yet, there it was a giant leap from Alpha Zero to Alpha One. But yeah. all this this leap, all this progress wasn't shown from live stream to live stream to live stream. We saw bits and pieces but not to the point where we were like, oh my God, this game really progressed like we saw when we tested the game in Alpha 1. And I truly believe Mm -hmm. that when we'll see Alpha 2, we'll be just as surprised by the the insane amount of progress that that, that will have been done between Alpha 1 and Alpha 2. It's just that we'd like to see more. Yeah. And I'd like to highlight two things here. Alfina and Daedalus, you guys said the, basically the same thing. And I think basically everyone everyone had, who has been following Ash's creation, the MMO scene mm-hmm. as well, has probably said the same thing. They're probably not showing everything that we want to see because there are studios watching and there are giant studios that are watching and that would really benefit from stealing their ideas and their concepts and everything that they're showing to make an MMO faster than Ash than Intrepid Studios could ever hope to achieve because they have about a hundred times more money than Intrepid Studio has. So of course they're not showing all that stuff uh, every month, all that progress, and they're showing concept arts, they're telling more than they're showing because... You can steal it. You can't really efficient, like efficiently steal a concept just from what Steven is saying. You need to see it in action to be like, "Ooh, this is how it works." Right. I'm gonna tell my 200 developers to work on that right now. 
So of course they're not showing it all. And I think it's I think it's fair, but I think they still need to up the little the, the communication a little bit and not being as not secretive, but you know what I mean, not being yeah. as shy of showing stuff. Yes. They, they they need to up it just a just a tiny bit because we're even though we're far from the phase, the I'm gonna call it the dark ages of <laughs> Ashes of Creation, where they showed us nothing. Right. Like we're far from that phase, but we don't want to get back to it either. Mm -hmm. So just up the communication a little bit, Intrepid, and like it'll be fantastic. And mm -hmm. honestly, we're not we're not shitting on the game. The nah. game we we're here because we love what we've seen so far, and we want to see more. So like if you guys are a new, uh, our new viewers here, and you think that we're like shitting on the game, and the game is never going to come out. No, we're critiquing yeah. aspects of the game, but we're here because we love it and we believe in it. I yeah. believe, I hope that this is going to be the next big thing in MMORPGs. I'm really, really, I'm not betting on it, but I'm really hoping it is. Yeah, and I definitely can understand them being secretive around lore as well. I saw that in chat. Um, yeah, I think I'm just kind of calling. I think we have more of a historical perspective, so we kind of reference that from a from a grander perspective. I mean, I think what now? Jeez, what, what what the hell year is it now? I mean, it's all blurs blurs together for me. 2022, okay. So it's like 2016 into 2016 when I started covering the game. So do the math right. It was tw mid 2017 that. It went to Kickstarter, and we've been along the entire way. This show's been going for, I think, four-plus years, right? It had its mm -hmm. earlier variations going. Is that right? It feels like longer. I don't know, man. I mean, I thought it was, like, towards the end of 2017, wasn't it? So It was, like, April 2018. I got to hit up Steven about joining our annual one, because that's, like, next month now, coming up in April. Yeah, that's crazy, right? The time goes so fast that I just I lose track, man. Um, I do want to. I think if if any of the Intrepid team are listening, I think from my perspective, I think I think it's important to start to actually get to to doing more articles online, y'all. Um, yeah, I, I do think that that probably is something I would encourage changing. I know they got a lot of things they want to prepare, um, but but yeah, I think there's like so many things. <laughs> that are probably on the agenda that they plan to, to showcase that I, yeah, I kind of think that if they don't start soon, they're not going to have enough time to cover all the, the, the core pieces before they even get to alpha two. I think that's my main concern at this point, but just my thoughts. It's my feedback. I think it would be great. Um, and I definitely think that community has been waiting, uh, in my opinion, long enough to, to kind of get started on that. Um, discussion points though right I, i'm sitting here looking at all the bullet we haven't even gotten to the q a um they they talked about so many bullet points related to this uh that and i want to do do want to stop and talk about so they, they talked about the uh, grasslands right or the riverlands as they called it in the very beginning yeah. riverlands yeah. So we see a lot of the riverlands and we're talking about that let's talk about the dagum pyri pyre papa can I just interject here one thing? Yes. And I, I kind of feel like I'm challenging Pacha a little bit with his please, mm. please, please. <laughs> I kind of want to do that, but I'm not going to do it justice, so I'm just going to leave it wow. as it is. But please, please, please 
make these into disc plates. Maggie, if you're listening. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Senpai, please talk to Displate and yeah, get Maggie's some Senpai. of this amazing concept art so yeah. I can completely, like, engulf my entire gaming room into the world of Vera. Because yeah. every time I see this, is like, man, I would love this. And once that map that we're, we're talking about is finally done... I'm gonna get a displayed six piece, just like behind I'm, yeah. It's me literally gonna map. be one yeah. wall in my house. Nice. It's gonna be the map of Vera. For I'm sure. telling you, I already know where I'm gonna put it. I gotta move some stuff, sell <laughs> it, and then it's gonna have a whole wall. Nice. It's literally. I'm gonna walk into my office and I'm just gonna see Vera in all his glory. Yeah, I'm gonna hear Daedalus yeah. talking, and we're gonna be talking in guild. He's gonna be like Echo Ten, Echo Ten. Well, actually, that'd probably <laughs> be me because I do the the army phonetics, but. He'd be, he'll be like, E10, E10. Everybody be looking at their wall like, got it. And you're like, Roger <laughs> I'm just going to have a camera on my face and then a camera on the wall <laughs> so you like know where I'm pointing at. <laughs> He'd be like, hold on a second. He'd twist the camera on top of his head to look the other way or whatever while he's in the middle of. It's too funny, man. Yeah, so the Riverlands, though, getting to see that. We got to see some of the Pyri uh, node concept art. I, I thought it was interesting discussion, though, about how... Uh, which was it was uh, a very small portion of that discussion, but I really liked that Stephen elaborated on how like the essentially wilderness exists prior to uh, conquest, essentially or development uh, as a zone grows or sorry a node develops further, and as the the node develops further, like how that terrain is modified essentially by the development. Um, which we've heard this related to metropolises and how cities will sort of form and develop. And I felt like this was a bit of a piggyback off of that. It's not really on the bullet points here specifically that I can pull. Um, but that, I mean, it probably is, but I'm not looking at it. Um, but that, that point specifically I thought was good. And I think this outlines that really well, this imagery here of the pyri like uh, forest. You look at how massive these trees are like the the base of the the trunk of these trees they're just huge trees with with very clear like uh arching canopies that are sort of blanketing the forest and you can see that their um their development uh the pyri is like actually them sort of like housing themselves around and what looks like potentially could end up being inside of some of these trees um to a degree as well and i mean i'm getting this like this like theme of just grand um, both whether they're wrapping around these trees or just settled underneath them. Um, so it, it's very promising because I love trees that are just expansive, super large, larger than life almost feel for a fantasy world. Um, to see that the the environment that we could see the Pyri in uh, doing that and how that could modify, modify some of that terrain. It also makes me think to myself, though, right? How would... Um, I don't know. Is anybody else kind of seeing this and going, right, so massive trees in the world, check. Awesome. Pyrite modification and uh, evolution, uh, check. But also keep in mind, 
<laughs> you see where I'm going with this? I think so. Yeah, which is so clearly if the Pyri have the highest percentage of influence over an area where trees are at, this is how it evolves, right? What does it look like if the orcs or whatever do, you know, in these <laughs> massive tree areas, right? Like it's something I'm curious about. How does it look different? Do they cut the damn things down to build mm -hmm. up their their city versus you know what I mean? You see where I'm going? If it's like the do near that have the highest population of influence towards a node as it evolves, then I can't help but wonder what are these massive trees like? Are any of the other races potentially going to wrap around them? You know, we're just seeing the concept of the pyre, aren't we? Yeah. So no, I think, about that I think it's, it's going to disappear. Yeah. I think like, uh, like, like you said, like it, it evolves and I don't know how you're supposed to make it evolve like that. Like you said, like the, the the Renkai orcs, for example, like if they get more influence over time and then they get the, the architecture changes around it, do they cut down the damn trees for the Renkais? I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to post this bullet point right off oh, too big. But there like was I a, they, yeah, going I think the Renkais would, but like the other races, or for example, like mm. we're seeing these massive trees, but we know that the Valoons are in the desert. What happens if it's Pyreiria that like go to the mm -hmm. desert and get more influence and then get that node? We're just gonna see giant damn trees in over like a set of dunes in the desert. Like, is that gonna make any sense? Is that gonna work? I think they addressed something like that on the stream that they said they're working right now on trying to maintain yeah, yeah. Make, like figure out how they're gonna mm -hmm. maintain the continuity of the zone in relation to the architecture and obviously there's a you know similar related question to you know the the freehold skins absolutely that are available mm -hmm. that people are purchasing yeah. how is that going to interact like if i'm again like if i'm in a desert environment and i'm you know I'm going like full pyray and I want to make my entire freehold like, you know, a forest nook. How's that going to play in the desert? Right. And how is that going to, that transition going to happen where it just doesn't look like a sore thumb. And I think one of the things um, they mentioned at some point, right. Is, is as we're adding things in the world, we don't necessarily want to have it not have that, continuity or have that sore thumb problem that you get in some MMOs where the cosmetics are obnoxious mm -hmm. in comparison to like everything else. And it just feels like out of place, right. Yeah. Or just like an eyesore. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so there's some really good discussion and it's posted in the article that we've got over on the HQ. But uh, the, the main bullet point I'm going to read specifically is that the team is working on the difficult task of creating a seamless transition between the influence of the cultures and the biomes in which they exist. Because node architecture is influenced by the culture of a race, cultural influence existing across 18 biomes is difficult. This is exemplified by the Pyri, whose architecture is infused with the surrounding trees and vegetation. It's difficult to encapsulate that same feeling in nodes that are not forest oriented. He said, similarly, the biome that the Renkai are most accustomed to are the swamp or marsh oriented, leading to buildings on stilts to stay above the water table. So, yeah, it's interesting to take that information in and to, to really try to conceptualize how node development will actually occur from, from one zone of influence to the next. Yeah. 
Definitely. But we got the the one thing we haven't even talked about yet, and I want to hit on that before we run out of time today. Y'all ready for this? Boom, boom, boom. Speaking of those woodland elves. (laughs) Oh, daddy. Like the branches coming out the forehead and also like this sense of rootedness along like the cheekbones, which I didn't notice at first Mm -hmm. until looking at it in Mm -hmm. more detail. Bark skin effect, yeah. So cool, man. Looks literally rooted under the skin of the the wood elf, yeah. Good. And I can't get over, like, the Spock-like eyebrows, too. Everything is, like, very... And one of the things about this, too, it's very cohesive in the sense that there's sharp edges everywhere. I mean, there's some... Obviously, there's some smoothness, right, when you talk about some Mm -hmm. of the features... But just the angles and how the face is set up and like the appendages, right? It, mm-hmm. It's it all just like it works really well with very kind of sharp features, which I and think look is at the ears really. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They're elves and they have pointy ears like other elves, but they're more amphibian like. Like there's they're really pointy, but like a little. <laughs> yeah. It's like a little ball a little sphere at the very end like a like a snail or a toad or it, it's so cool oh, someone's been looking close at these pictures huh oh, you bitch you <laughs> <as a daddy>. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's i gotta I gotta admit these elves are looking pretty damn cool man uh, uh yeah like you said before when we started the show you were talking about how the uh the pyri elves right they they look like or remind you a bit of the the wood elves or the bosmer from the elder scrolls online yeah this they had like horns and they kind of have like a sort of branchy look whatever but not it is not like this yes more animal-esque this is not this feels like this feels very groot even if i must say groot (laughs) a little groot like it's got yeah. a little Groot. They got a little Groot. Mob Tech said it in chat, and thank you so much because I've been playing this game like crazy recently, yes. Mob Tech, and I have, I haven't even thought of it when I saw it. Mm. It's a well, you said the Silvari, Silvari are from Guild Wars Two, and they're like the, the closest things to elves nice. that they have in Guild Wars Two, but they're you know they're beings made out of yeah. they're, they're they're plants, they're, they're walking the wood. plants, yeah, yeah, and they're these elves, these. I'm gonna say it the way Steven did. These pyrae are so cool. They're a mix between Bosmers and Silvari. I see it. I, I do see it. Yeah, like everything Ooh. that made Bosmers the coolest unique, parts. <laughs> they they changed it. Yeah, the coolest parts of the Bosmers. They were like, we're gonna put a Silvari theme on these nice. on these things. The roots and the in the skin, the like the bark, like the. The, the horns that are roots, branches, it's so dope. It does make me wonder, too. Like, I I see this, and isn't are you guys kind of with me on this? Like, I, I see this, and then I also go, super cool. Makes me more curious about Sanctus, too, because you think when they went there, it was like the core races prior to the subclass, like sub-races. for 2,000 years? Oh, more than that. Probably more for like... like- Thousands, thousands of years. Yeah, for thousands of years. They still have branches on their heads? Well, well this you is the thing. Like it's a, yeah, like it's a world shielded from magic. So How's that think, happening? 
for yeah. thousands of years they they would just like you know go back to being a single elf race but yeah because you got to think when they went there they were the divine races they were the four races before yeah. they split so how true 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 that the, the, the pirate didn't exist exactly in before sanctus so or the imperium yes evolved that way in e- sanctus exactly dude like how is it on a world with no a magic do you? Oh, let's we're hear theory it. crafting now. Yes! I have a theory. <laughs> it's a good question, right? Yeah. A planet yeah. devoid of magic, coming from a place of high magic, where you got your primary races that then over thousands of years break up into sub races that are so drastically different from one another. And you look at this one, and you're like, you look like you're imbued with the essence magically almost of the terrain or environment you've looked daedalus what's your theory you got an idea well i mean i know um and i know that uh steven is a star trek nut and i know at some point in the series (laughs) they like they went over this whole like klingon thing where klingons at some point like didn't have a forehead or they had one and Mm -hmm. then they didn't and then they had it again right i kind of feel forehead yeah, it was like the whole ridges thing ridges, because yeah. of like back in the sixties, they didn't have like all yep. the fancy makeup that they yeah, did before, so yeah, it was yeah. literally just face paint, right? So they kind of had to justify it somehow. But I kind of almost see this as an offshoot of that, and also something <laughs> from Wow when you were doing the Caverns of Time, right? There were certain races mm. that weren't really part of the lore, so they essentially transformed them into like base races, like humans. I kind of almost feel like what might have happened as they passed through the portal and the lack of magic, they kind of lost some of these traits. But then as Vera over time also evolved, because Vera was still doing its thing, right? Yeah. The Tolnar, you know, were having a party while everybody else was on Sanctus. And then people start coming back and the gates get opened again. And as they're coming through the gate, they're infused with the essence again. And then they start like almost transforming into these creatures, like different offshoots of the races. Now, again, that's this is highly speculative. This is my own kind of thinking on how it could possibly just be justified. Um, But Mm. that maybe could be a way too. Because were there really orcs in a land without magic? Were there really elves in a land without magic? Especially elves that look this freaking magical? That's racist. I don't know. I find that a little <laughs> hard to believe. There's got to be something that happened. Maybe to hide the race. Maybe there was some sort of illusion or something, right? I mean, the, you know, the goddess of creation is a goddess of creation. So she could create a lot of things. Yeah, and by the way, mm-hmm. I absolutely love, and we're talking about all the fantastic yes. stuff. I absolutely love the humans that they show. Yeah. Especially the human, that. like the human females. They're so detailed. Yeah. I just like absolutely like adore the humans in this. The guy, if you look at the guy's body, he has 0.1% body fat. <laughs> I know, he right? Uh, literally die in 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah. He's a <laughs> His sandwich, body man. cannot function. <laughs> Um, where's my slider man i need to look like that (laughs) howard it's it's an interesting theory about that because it's like i guess because that makes you wonder right because like the only way that that would basically be debunked or you know for at this point now is if we knew that like they evolved like this over there as opposed to when we come through and this is what they look like now um 
but it's the thing is too it's like someone was asking in chats like how is it how are the gates open well we know the gates we you know i mean quick quick lore lesson here real quick okay without too much time the the long and short of it is is that you know the harbingers are being seen in the sky uh, civilization decides to put the group together to figure out and answer the question of why as a part of that as they came to recognize that they would need to leave because the harbingers were you know doomed uh, they they created a gateway ahead of time. The goddess of creation powered the gate. For some reason, the gate closed before everybody escaped. The majority did. As a result, you know, um, people were left behind. Tolna race thousands of years. Beast people mixing with um, those of you know the other races that were still there. How do we come back through? Well, best working theory uh, that this this person's come up with me is that the goddess of creation that powered the gateway, the avatar of that goddess of creation is the phoenix. The phoenix, if it was to indeed fall, the gate would close. If it fell and there were ashes, think about that burning tree we see, then potentially over thousands of years, the avatar is going through its rebirth process. If it was reborn and it repowered the gateway, then we could come back through. That's my best working theory. And the long and short of it, including a little bit of historical perspective. So um, we could make it guys. And by the way, like chat, we could make a whole entire, show. Yeah. We could make a whole show just about like theory crafting and the lore of Ash's Ooh. creation. And we totally should one day. I feel like we yeah. need to do that again soon. Don't we? We need to revisit <laughs> yeah, that. Do. There's a lot of new people. I think we could talk about that. I mean, that's literally an entire show. We don't need notes. We don't. No, no we don't. We, we don't, don't need even need preparation. We're no. at, we're, we're disgusting <laughs> nerds, guys. Like it's, it's actually gross how big of like a bunch of nerds we are. Yeah, that's funny. It's also true. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's funny because it is true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's true. It's sad. This one right here, we're seeing. I wanted to reference this when people are like, "What is this cosmetic?" This was, if I'm not, this is the summer backer reward. Summer if I'm not backer. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that right and there. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Kickstarter backers also have access to the summer backer rewards. Yes, I may have purchased them at some point in time. As yeah, result. yeah, you can. You can. Yeah. I also have equally have purchased them. The, but one thing I yeah, will come in here, yeah. and I mentioned it a little bit earlier, and I was thinking exactly of this. Thank God there's no freaking obnoxious shoulders yeah, like other games okay, it's like just, you have a you have something that looks natural and you only have it on one shoulder which is right. great and that's the default that's not an enhancement right. yeah but you don't have suns orbiting around your shoulders right. like in wow also i love that how we're saying that like oh thank god there's no like and you see this shoulders and I, we're seeing the goddamn mushroom night <laughs> right <laughs> this is true this i is paused i was true. like this is gonna be fun but people oh, okay. i mean that, that there's a use case for that man okay big ass shoulders nobody wants game. to run around in if he was back to me in the game i would attack him by mistake and then i would cry and yell because i'd be flagged as an attacker <laughs> <laughs> hey look it's one of the badunkadunk shrooms nope that's a person in a cosmetic sorry about that <laughs> oh no body hunters are coming for me god right. damn it yeah damn it <laughs> Dude, why are you trying to pick me, man? 
He's so cool. It's pretty it's pretty awesome. It's it's really yeah, cool. Like, you'll see guys like we haven't seen any any armor that has like exuberant shoulder armor and I'm so or helmets mm. except for that one but like that one is kind of really cool cuz it looks like it's just something that he got from mm. these mushroom mobs that we've seen in the world he's like oh that's cool and just puts it on his head but it's not like in World of Warcraft which is the best example for that where like shamans have, have literally suns in their in their shoulders and then a whole thing around it and it's crazy looking and a lot of people have them mm -hmm. that's not the case in Nash's creation which reminds me a little bit of Elder Scrolls Online where they don't go overboard with the with the uh cosmetic of the armors yeah, and sometimes they need to like beef them up just a little bit because like those are the shoulders, yeah. those are the shields. Like, come on, man, give us something yeah. after seven like years, shields, nine years, whatever. The shields they give us in ESO, I'm always super disappointed. Same. They're super tiny. It's like, oh look, it's the super cool staff for the Storm Atronach, and then it's like, yo, it's the shield, and it's literally like a slab of rock the size of my forearm. Every time I see a tank in that game or I'm a tank, it's like, like what the what the hell is going on here? I get the biggest shield I can and it still looks like it could fit in my fucking imaginary pocket. <laughs> How about these like creatures, though? These like horse. Uh, these reminded me a bit. Someone mentioned they were more elk like, which, by the way, shout out to uh, Meadow and um, oh, my gosh. Oh, Lark. Quantarian Slurp, yes. Yep. They were actually two of the devs were totally chilling with us. Uh post we do an Ashes post show on Fridays after the Ashes of Creation developer live stream. And uh every now and again we'll get like uh, you know, uh we get Jincy will drop by and hang out, and then sometimes we get some of the other devs. They'll drop by, sometimes Margaret drops by. But it's cool, man. We ever since we've been doing that show, like they'll drop by and they were totally in chat just talking about like what are you enjoying and what do you like about crafting it was like this really cool discussion that was like going back and forth between the community and the streamer me and like the developers in chat just having like a just as a geek sort of nerding out and just literally talking about what we like and we had this conversation around um you know like uh alchemy and like what's good and what's not and like crafting and i was like talking about our last week's discussion about you know raid drops and crafting and the meaningfulness of like these materials that we get and how it's important to the the greater you know the economy of the game and trade and all that and it was like this really cool discussion going on uh with us for like a good hour just talking about like in gaming like what's good what makes sense and it was good to see that there were developers who have their hands in on this going we're totally you know they're like we're with you totally totally get that that's that's a part of our core philosophy here and that's what we're going for it was really good to get that like affirmation when you're sitting here ranting on about as a community about what we like and what we don't like and the stuff you're like it would be really great if ashes was trying to do some of these things and you got developers going we're totally trying to do some of these things it was just mm -hmm. nice. It was good to see that because it's that stuff that Daedalus, I know this is true for you because I read a certain article that has yet to be posted where you went on about something related to this. What is that, Sim? I don't know. By the way, he's written three articles so far and they're pretty good and I'm stoked about them seeing the light of day because it's going to be good to see. It's just going to be good for community discussions as a whole. Um, 
This is where I'm, I go. I'm still working on it. I've got a plan. You'll, you'll see like, him eventually, guys. <laughs> Trap is not doing all who's holding who accountable, oh. Sam? Damn, dude. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> A little, little bit of a poof to entrap. It's like, well, if you're not going to do it, we will. <laughs> Just kidding. No. <laughs> kind of not fully, but a little bit, but also oh not. Oh, my goodness. Just kidding. Oh, my goodness. I love doing this, too, because they're like, damn it. Why do they have to do this to us? I feel like someone's over there going like, why do they have to say stuff like this on the show? Damn those guys. <laughs> Comes from a place of love. You all know that. It's true. Yeah, definitely. Love, really love, does. love. None but love. I mean, as many times as Steven trolls his own like team members on the developer live streams can they really give us a hard time <laughs> this is true i'm just saying he's got like a five check troll going on every single developer live stream <laughs> and and you can always tell when it happens because margaret's trying to be super professional about it the entire way through oh, yeah. and, and he says working. it and she's like steven it happens Please. It happens every time, and it's hilarious, right? It, which, by the way, these creatures, though, these remind me of the uh, those orc, Talbuk. the Talbucks. Yeah, it reminds me of the Talbucks, but they're not the same. Um, but it did. It. I don't know what it is about it, because, like, physique-wise, the Talbucks are very different. They're more elk, I think, or whatever. These are more yeah, elk like or whatever. Elkish, yeah. yeah, but these are like, it, what a trip these things are, huh? Avatar yeah, horse for sure. sure. Definitely see the references. Um, I'm digging the Mr. T mohawk on him too. The only thing that I <laughs> right. it was the uh, the tail maybe doesn't feel as cohesive to me yeah, here. It doesn't seem like it's a part of it, but I could totally see like I mean, 200 Vec orcs just raiding <laughs> a place on the back of these things. Yeah, I could too. Yeah, yeah, and I love the like the use of color. And again, I expecting this is a paint, not actual like what the horse looks like in terms of like the blue part. Maybe the white is part of it, and and the orcs are just decorating the horse. But regardless, I think that's just pretty pretty badass. Yeah, and if you're thinking animal husbandry, I mean, here's keep in mind these are. You know, they might be the cosmetics or whatever, but every daggum cosmetic is a specific, right? Yeah, it's something you can't get in the game, but that model of mm -hmm. the animal exists in the game and you can get it yep. or fight it. Tame it, breed it, make. Pet it. <laughs> Anything you want. We're about to uh, go into darker territory. Yeah, no, I stopped right there. I was like, let's not posture. Let's just leave it be. Literally, yeah. <laughs> right there. Some nice like, material there. You know, it only turn took... out of that U turn, bro. Turn out of that U turn. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really proud of us because it only took us 160 plus episodes to get to a place where we're thinking stuff and we all just see ourselves stop and go, we did good. It's like, it's a we Silent telepathy going on. We're just like, like, yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the limit, guys. We stop right here. Because I remember the shows where we didn't do that. And we actually said it, and we're in a place now where it's like we're trying to actually be better podcasters, yeah. and we just kind of like chuckle a little bit, or Faisal say something, we giggle. It's like nothing, <laughs> and we just don't. We just leave it be. We're leaving it alone. We leave it to the imagination. It's a good time. It's like. I'm proud of us. I think we'll save the Q&A portion of what we had here for, for next week, for part of next week. Um, but I think 
here's the dealio. We're going to do, we need to do another lore chat. We want to do a like, like a nice theory crafting session around lore and discussion. We're going to need to get, we, we need to try to get like Posh has got a beer for that one for sure. You bet. For sure. So maybe the next one we got with Pasha, we'll try to plan it out as a, I mean, and by plan it out, I mean, we don't need to plan it, the show. We just need to have Pasha here <laughs> for the show. And then we'll just go ham and we'll just write down the rabbit hole because I don't even want to plan that one. Right. We'll, we'll literally leave that one off the table and be like, let's let's talk lore. Like, what do we want to talk about? We'll just go. Yeah, this is literally we don't going need to be to. like one DM yep. from Sam just telling me like, yo, there's a lore podcast this date. You want to show up? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, we'll make no, it happen. No bullet points, no nothing. Just like, all right, let's 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 go for lore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm like looking at the – it's February is a short month. We got you in for – were you here at the beginning of February? I think so. I think so, I too. Think, yeah, I think so. Wow, I man. You did you this is yeah, this was we usually end up getting a month, month and a half. It's kind of a rougher time frame, but maybe we ought to try to plan it out for like the end of March before their live stream, which is probably gonna be like could you do like the twentieth or something. That's four weeks. I'm done. Yeah. Well, I think we'll do it, dude. I think we're gonna plan it for the twentieth. We'll just make that a lore one. Pasha will say beer. When whoever else we got here, we got here, but we'll be like, we'll jump in. And they're going to be like, they're, you know, if any of the other guys are going to be like, what are we talking about? We'll be like, Laura, be like, where are the bullet points? There are no bullet points. Better do your better do your work if you're only a systems guy. That's all I gotta say. You get, <laughs> get your ass in gear, Pathfinders. We're gonna nerd out just daggum lore on the show, and we're just gonna theory craft because damn, it's been a while, and I'm looking forward to it because. In the since the last time we did a like a really like just meaty lore theory craft show, I've done some like apoc log stuff and did some like more research. They've dropped more D and D related or Pathfinder related stuff on their developer um, charity things and stuff. And so there's like yeah, there's like a lot we could tie in now. So it's uh, mm, it'll be a good time. Yes, I think it will. That sounds good. Gentlemen, we'll save the Q&A for next week for when we got some of the other homies here. Chip away at that. Talk a little bit more about some community sentiment pieces. Um, with that being said, gentlemen, it's been a hell of a show today. Um, why don't we go around the, uh, the the smaller table, so to speak, today um, and, and go Daedalus Pasha. Shout out your domains where people can find you when you're not on this podcast. All right, you can find me on Twitter at The Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash The Ashen Herald. And you can find me on twitch.tv slash Pacha TV or on Twitter at TV Pacha. And uh, I'm on Discord as well. If you guys are part of that amazing guild and on that Discord, uh, I'm here. You can just uh, you can just tag me at Pasha. Yeah, and I'm thinking animal husbandry specifically will probably get a little bit of a discussion um, that or terrain this week. We'll we'll totally do something, tie it in next week's show, everybody. Um, but speaking of next week's show, we'll have to hit the Q&A stuff. If you are a part of this community, you're looking for a guild, or more specifically, you want to be at the, the spearhead of this greater community where you hang out, hit me up at DMs on Discord. Join discord.gg forward slash some org. Be sure to leave a comment. Let us know what you think. All the stuff and things. We'll be catching up again next week, friends. And as always, remember, you don't have to be on the show to be a Pathfinder, right? Pathfinders show up. They're here. They stay the course. They're with us. They watch it. They listen to it. They chat on Twitch when we're live. 
Friends, much love to all of you to Intrepid Studios. Till next week, live your best lives. Walk in the light. Have a great night, friends. We'll see you again real soon. Take care, everyone. Bye. This stream is totally not sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha